So the Asian markets ending the week lower, uh, Brent crude dropping below the $45 mark at some point. So what's going on? Tell us about it. No, certainly. I mean, we've seen those uh, negativities continues um, with the Asian session, and uh, we've seen a lot of pressure, particularly with the commodities. We've talked about this almost the entire week. It has been the uh, story of those commodity prices that are really under a lot of pressure. It's been a brutal week for the commodities. Uh, when crude falling below that $45 uh, a barrel, that's the WGI. So certainly a lot of pressure. And I think um, you know the, the weaknesses that we've seen there are partly to do with the numbers that we saw from uh, from China. The economic data came through, the manufacturing data that came through from China, uh, certainly showing some weaknesses in that in that um, uh, economy, in the Chinese economy. Um, and we know that uh, obviously China is a big consumer of most of these commodities. Um, when you talk uh, iron ore, um, you know copper, and, and also um, um, oil. So certainly not uh, surprising to see the negativity that we're seeing on the commodity space. Um, you know, it's, on the one hand, and I know you want the positive news, Sakina, but it's very difficult to find one. You know, the fact that on the the, the lower oil price is certainly good for the inflation. Uh, in South Africa. However, when, when you look at the fact that it's the entire commodity basket that's currently under pressure, um, you know, that's negative. When you've got iron ore coming under pressure, when you've got copper coming under pressure, that's negative for the country, um, you know, because we, we, we're heavily reliant on those um, commodities to, you know, to, to, for our economy. So we're the biggest producers of those commodities. And certainly the pressure that we are currently seeing um, it's not good for our economy, and it's not going to be. It's not good for the rent. And I think we've seen the weaknesses that uh, we are seeing those commodity-rich currencies, uh, such as the rand. You've got the Australian dollar also under uh, heavy pressure there due to all these uh, falling commodity prices. Um, so we'll have to wait and see, and um, exactly what the picture looks like going forward. Uh, there are certain quarters who feel that perhaps the recent weaknesses uh, will be temporary and we could begin to see the commodity prices uh, appreciate. I remember, you know, partly the reason why also the picture for South Africa was looking very positive was because we had these commodity prices uh, rebounding into 2016. And now when we see this weakness, it really raises a lot of question marks around our ability to grow as the economy. And then U.S. job numbers are expected today, Maudi, and these might have an implication on uh, the rates uh, review, which is up in June. Yes, um, the uh, job numbers out in the U.S., we know that these are the key uh, economic uh, data that uh, the Fed um, um, looks at, particularly when they uh, they, uh, decide on interest rates. They've been um, focusing a lot on these numbers. They want to see the U.S. create jobs. Um, over the past uh, couple of months, we saw a little bit of uh, weaknesses. The job numbers there growing by less than 200,000 uh, on a monthly basis. The expectation for now, um, for, 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 for this week's uh, numbers, um, is for 190,000 jobs to have been created. Um, any uh, number that comes below that certainly will, uh, you know, raise a lot, a, a, a lot of questions uh, around the rate hike next um, in, in, in the next month in June when the Fed uh, finally meets. Currently, the market is uh, pricing in about 80% chances of a rate hike there, and uh, if we get a number above the 190,000, um, that would certainly uh, be a very big, uh, big boost for for that rate um, hike argument. And then, Maudi, also the World Economic Forum on Africa concludes today. Uh, was it just another talk shop? Hopefully, you know, 
let's hope that it wasn't just another talk shop. You know, the, the conversation today very, very interesting and certainly one um, that would um, certainly improve the, uh, the, the African continent and the economic fortunes of, of the African continent if they are implemented. We know that, um, you know, in most cases, in previous times, we've had all these conferences that have been held and ultimately just, um, you know, achieved nothing but just the talk shop. And, um, you know, I mean, some of the interesting discussions there, and uh, I know the theme this year was achieving inclusive growth through responsive and responsible leadership. So we hope that the leaders there, after this conference, um, they will come in and, and implement um, some of those things. I mean, they talked about issues such as trade, and, and, and remember that um, we need to have, you know, more on, on the intra-Africa trade. Currently, you know, Africa is one of the lowest, it's ranked among, among the lowest when it comes to intra-regional trade. I mean, we, we're talking here numbers of about 14% of, of, of trade or transactions that are only happening between the African countries. You know, compared to the figures such as uh, 40% in North America and roughly around 60%, I think, in Western uh, Europe and over 80%. And when you look at the fact that over 80% of the African exports, they are all being shipped overseas, um, to, you know, regions such as Europe and China and, and the U.S. And, and we need to actually have a, a, a very big focus on intra-Africa trade because it makes sense, because it should really make sense to send goods to Zimbabwe and send goods to Nigeria as opposed to sending them far away into the European countries.